All right. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications for new videos, which come quite frequently, and, of course, upvote the video itself. I'm here with Candace Cooper. She's the host of Locked On ACC. Go give her a subscription on YouTube right now as well. Um, Candace is going to be doing the Georgia Tech, Locked On Georgia Tech heavy lifting because we have no host for Georgia Tech. So how you doing, Candace? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for taking the time to just talk about the Yellow Jackets. It's very rare that I get the opportunity to do so. So um, hopefully I can give you guys what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. You know, a little, little bit of buzz. Um, I think Ole Miss, by the way, we were talking about uniforms in the thread earlier. Ole Miss may be going Stormtrooper for the first time in Ooh. four or five years in this game. Nice. So I'm, I'm bringing out all the stops for this one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And believe it or not, um, I have a video on my YouTube page about the history of the Ole Miss Georgia Tech series. Okay. They have It goes back to the 40s to basically Bobby Dodd refused to come to Mississippi and play. And then after they left the SEC and they tried to get back in, um, Ole Miss and Mississippi State would not vote to bring Georgia Tech back into the league. It's, you know, it always comes down to pettiness. It really oh, does. Always pettiness. Um, but we <laughs> talked about that. Anyway, um, Ole Miss's game notes – was a little bit wrong. They had on their Jeff Sims was 31 for 35, but it's actually 31 for 53. Um, tell me a little bit about Jeff Sims. What can we Listen, expect? Jeff, yeah, Jeff Sims has all the talent in the world. I think that he is not always put in the position to be most successful. I think it comes from higher up, from the offensive coordinator, you know, Chip Long, and you look at Jeff Collins and leadership standpoint. I think that Jeff Sims just hasn't always been in the right, you know, play calling, you know, situation or just having to do the most and play hero ball. Like last season, he had Jameer Gibbs to bail him out of a lot of situations. This year, he's leaning a lot on Dante Smith, his running back to help him out. And he has great legs himself, has an incredible arm. Sometimes it doesn't always meet the receiver, though, right? Sometimes it's like, man, he's got a hell of an arm, but the receiver was on the left and he threw it to the right. So, you know, it's just one of those situations where you're like, what were you thinking? I think some of that IQ at times can be a little frustrating because you just know it's there. You know the talent is there. You just wish all the pieces would kind of fall in place. But overall, I think he's a very good quarterback in a very talented conference. Yeah, um, is he a legit pull threat on the zone read? It looks like he has 21 carries. He, he run the ball a lot? hundred percent will run the ball, especially when he feels like his O-line has, you know, failed him essentially. And I think that you'll probably see a lot of that going into Saturday's game. Okay. So let's move over to the other side of the ball. Talk a little bit about the Yellow Jacket defense. What can we expect from Georgia Tech moving forward? Yeah, so you have Miles Sims, you have Derek Allen, you have Charlie Thomas, who are really good. Uh, Miles Sims and Derek Allen in the secondary, a really good safety and cornerback there, who at times show flashes of just really being able to be great in man-on-man and in coverage. And I think that also Charlie Thomas is really good as a linebacker. He's able to, you know, read offenses very well can read the quarterback's eyes especially great so he's going to give you a little bit of worry but it all comes down to them that defensive line can you get to the quarterback I think that's one of their biggest issues at times is you're giving them all day to throw you're giving them all day to have opportunities to get that long ball out of there and of course you're making your secondary step up in big ways so they're going to have to figure out how to make it a long day for Ole Miss's offensive line yeah absolutely and looking at that defense they played 40 minutes of really good ball against Clemson. And then the last 20 minutes, it kind of got away from them. What, what do you think happened there? 
You know, I think it was some clock management issues. I think it's not trusting, you know, some of your guys out there and just missing assignments. And, of course, fatigue kind of got the best of them. And some of the tackles that you just knew they should have wrapped people up, right? You knew that would just swing both arms around. You'd be good to go. You live with those mistakes, I guess. But it was just one of those situations where talent sort of got the best of them in terms of having to be on the defense more often having to go back on defense more often than they probably wanted to with Jeff Sims and the three and outs and all of those things. So I think fatigue was the issue, but overall, you know, clearly you saw flashes. Clearly you saw that if they had just had a little more offensive weapons, like execute, they wouldn't have been on the field defensively as long as they were and ultimately didn't have to, you know, break down towards the end of that game. What do you think the Georgia Tech defense Achilles Hill is whenever when the offense comes in, what, what, what can get to them a little bit? You know, I don't think, truly, I don't think that it's the players, like respectfully. I don't mm-hmm. think that it's a player issue. I think, of course, the offensive line certainly, you know, breaks down a little more often. They don't give Jeff enough time to throw that ball. But it really is top down to me. I think it's just a leadership issue. I First year I went to ACC kickoff, I was ready to run through a brick wall for Jeff Collins. I was like, this is my guy. He is giving me that energy that he's ready to take over Atlanta. You know, Atlanta's fun. Atlanta's a great city. They have great talent there, but it just has not connected the dots. And the team was young for a little while. You gave as many excuses as you could. And just ultimately it just hasn't panned out. So I think that's just one of those things where they're doing the best they can with what they have from who they're being led by. Do you think – um, at Georgia Tech, it's a little bit of a system thing that whoever took this Georgia Tech job after Paul Johnson was going to struggle just because of the players not matching up with what needs to be done. A thousand percent. And I think we're so I'm so used to seeing the triple option of Georgia Tech and, you know, having that running gun and having really great running backs and really tall and big receivers. We haven't seen that in a long time. And, you know, they have a couple of tight ends that do enough. But when it comes to like blocking skill sets and all those, you just you miss those pe- those fundamental pieces that I think aren't ta- taught well uh, for them. OK, um, now who are some players kind of to, that we need to look out for for Georgia Tech? It's really, again, I go back to Jeff Sims. He's going to be great. I think Dante Smith is going to be excellent in terms of being a running back. He's going, he put up 102 yards against Western Carolina, and they were finally able to move the ball nicely. But other than that, it, nobody's going to have this like amazing breakout game, in my opinion. Like, I think it's going to be the either it's going to be a collective front where everyone just does well together. They're able to get into the trenches and really battle and beat up. Old Miss's offensive line, there it is, and able to get to the quarterback and give him a little bit of a scurry. Other than that, it's going to be a long day for them, and I hate that for the ACC, but, you know, I've, I've made peace with it. Yeah, and, and what I'm talking about all day, and just so you know, this podcast is titled Why Ole Miss Will Win the Game. <laughs> uh, so just a heads up, I think for Georgia Tech to actually come through and really – Give stiff resistance to this game. Je- uh, Jeff Sims has to have a Stephen Garcia versus Alabama type game. Um, is, 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 is there any other way that you see? You know, if they come in and punch them in the mouth, I think that's going to be the biggest thing. If you come in early, you score quickly, and you never let them feel like they can be comfortable throughout the game, Georgia Tech has a chance. I mean, last year they almost beat Clemson. It just came down to some courts, uh, some couple plays this season it came down to fatigue i feel like if you just stay in the game and not let it get away from you but also with coach collins if you take some chances right if it's fourth and short are you going to trust that dante smith and that offensive line can push the ball forward you're going to have to take some risk you know in high risk high reward scenario especially against a really good old miss team like this if you don't take the chances it's going to be a long day okay let's change gears a little bit um what is the game day experience like at georgia tech 
Oh man, I mean it's Atlanta, right? It's 404. It's big energy. It's very hype. You know they got the old school. Tr- uh, it's not a truck. It's more of like a. I can't. You know the not, proper name is not there. It's you know missing me. But it's a lot of high energy. It's a lot of just really wanting this rally around this team. It's a lot of nerds. So they're just like, listen, we like football, I guess. You know, <laughs> it's, it's there are a lot, of, a lot of tech mathematicians who just need a break. You know, and they're ready to cheer on Georgia Tech, but it's high, it's high energy because it's the city gets behind the squad, and they don't have, I and mean, of course they have the pro teams, but there's nothing like that college football experience. And I think for Georgia Tech, they've really brought that, and they kind of they kind of give that little SEC action, but not not as much. Well, what do you think moving forward, like Georgia Tech, after not just counting this Ole Miss game in the next year or two, what will it take for them to get back? Man, they got to get some good leadership. I think they got to get some consistent leader who comes in and really disciplines the team and then make sure that if nothing else, the fundamentals are squared away because the talent is there. That You have the great regions for getting talent. I mean, Georgia clearly can bring in a lot of people from there, but you have like that southern region to identify really good players. So they're going to have to figure out. I'm not saying Coach Collins gonna be fired, but he is—he's writing those like you know this new theme now where it's like quiet quitting. Like I feel like he's doing that. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like for some reason he's just slowly like I'm not gonna execute this like play correctly. I'm like all right, like do you want to be here? What's the buyout? Like you know, I think the best job in college football is getting a buyout, getting fired, and getting paid. So you know what I want for Georgia Tech is just to really get a better leader in place in order to help them capitalize on the talent that they have. Because they do have really good talent, they just don't have the person who can help them best execute. Yeah, they've recruited fairly well. Um, And on your quiet quitting thing, by the way, I got into the car (laughs) yesterday and NPR was doing a story on that. And the headline on NPR was, if you quiet quit, you may not get the promotion you were working for. And it's like, no. What? (laughs) What? Is water is wet. Did you feel like it? You felt like, honestly, at the end of the day, you're probably brilliant. You probably could say something as simple as that, and people think you're so profound, honestly. That's just yeah. where we're at in this world. Yeah, it's just, it's <laughs> like, if you're quite quitting, you're probably not going for a promotion. I mean, hello. <laughs> hello. Like, very simple, but yet people probably listen to that, like, hmm, you, you don't say, or like, yeah. maybe I should just like lean back on my quiet quitting. I shouldn't go full steam, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either way, Candace, thank you very much for stopping by. Um, of course. The, this has been awesome. I hope, for your sake, the ACC does well next week. <laughs> you know, I've had some really good SEC teams come in and get a little rattled. LSU, Florida State, but then you mm-hmm. had like the pit in uh, Tennessee. So it's all it's all nice little even. We got Miami facing off against Texas A and M, the future SEC team of the world. So I think, or yes, they're in the SEC currently, right? Yes. Yeah. I think about Texas. Yeah, before I, before I let you go, Miami yeah. and Texas A&M. Does yes. Miami have a shot in that game? Absolutely have a shot. I, the, the reason they don't have a shot is because they're going to play off an extremely pissed off Texas A&M. And that's yeah, a scary I, sight. I just look after that Appalachian State game and how they looked offensively and they're favored by five and a half points. And I'm like, this yeah. feels like a trap. Feels like a trap. And I think <laughs> Miami is quietly – 
like we love that word today, is mm. quietly showing that they have the talent in Tyler Van Dyke and they have the defense that's stepping up in big ways and not allowing for a lot of points from op- opponents. And I just, I feel like Mario Cristobal came in and he really established that discipline that they've been missing from like when Manny Diaz was there. And so Miami, quite as it's kept, they haven't been overhyping it, right? We not, haven't seen the flash. We haven't seen any turnover chains. They're just quietly doing what they need to do, winning the Coastal probably, and then just going out and winning the ACC and doing what they need to do. Yeah, you guys took um, Henry Parrish Jr., or Miami did, from Ole Miss. I hope he's doing um, well as well. But anyway, Candace, Candace, thank you very much for joining the show, and hopefully if we can talk again later. Please, look forward to it. Thank you. All right, take care.